This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on Fubar Radio. Uh, good morning. Morning. Yeah, I just thought of that on the way over here. Uh, it's only a short walk, about five to seven minutes, but uh, that's, that's uh, convenient for me. It's convenient. It's uh, worth it. I, did, I forgot that it was uh, midday. I was making notes about what we we're going to talk about in the show, and we started what ten seconds late. We did. Well, yeah, maybe about ten seconds late. Good morning. Everybody, good morning. This is, but Natalie through the glass looked at me like I was the worst piece of shit that she'd ever seen. <laughs> like it's the worst, it's the worst thing anyone's ever done at Food Bar Radio, and I find that impossible to believe. Yeah, I mean we've been on for weeks. We've done much worse. Uh, my, so good, good. Uh, well, it's officially the afternoon now. It's ten seconds to one minute past twelve. Uh, my name is. Uh, uh, I'm Nick Helm. I'm Nathaniel Metcalf, and this is Nick Helm and. Nathaniel Metcalf's uh, fan, fan club. club. Uh, first rule of fan club is uh, tell, tell your tell friends, friends about, about fan, fan club. club. And the second rule of fan club, please. please tell your friends. Honestly, tell your friends. Um, I mean, it's pathetic how many retweets we get. I don't but, know if you've um, had any. Uh, well, I mean, I've yeah. come off Twitter, so I'm not even I'm not even uh, checking it. Um, so anyone that's uh, got anything to tweet me, uh, pop it in an envelope to Glorious Management, and uh, we'll, uh, four, my agent will do it. Four and it. one retweet. Four likes, one retweet. I, do you know what? I don't understand uh, likes. No, I don't. I don't I know who it's for. It's a bit like, uh, you know, you see someone and they've written a nice joke and you'll read the joke and you'll go, I enjoy that, but uh, I'm not going to let anyone else yeah, not, read it. I'm I not want it sh- for myself. I want, I want it for myself. I'm not going to share the glory. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, I, you know, it's very, very clever, very clever, but um, but I'm going to stamp it, stamp it down hmm. uh, so that, you know, I am the Twitter king. <laughs> That's kind of like the attitude, I think, for the like button. Yes. And I just think, just just, uh, just share it's it. It's like telling it? the person that's done it, they go, I liked it, but not enough to tell other people. It's like you go, um, I'm, doing a sh- I'm doing a show at the Soho Theatre. <laughs> it starts Monday the 11th and it's there for a week. And someone just likes it. And you go, no, share it. Tell people that I'm doing it for the love of God. Otherwise, it's just me with some props. So tell your friends if you're a prop comedian. So so that's the second rule. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, what have you been up to this week, Nat? What are you? What have you been a fan of, Nat? Well, I've been mainly a fan of trying to write my own Edinburgh show and panicking. Yeah. But I take the odd time out to do some uh, watch something or do something. Uh, I watched the film The Prestige again. I haven't seen that since it came out. The Christopher Nolan magician's film, yeah, uh, which is uh, which was made at the same time as The Magician. It was, yeah, yeah, starring uh, Edward Norton, which is very much a Finding Dory, Shark's Tail situation, (laughs) Finding Nemo. Um, Yeah. So what? what, I thought it was great. I know. I I think it's my favourite of the Christopher Nolan films. I I I find it really. It's like a sort of. It's all. It's all a bit clever. Clever in a. It's like ah, a bit like, it's a bit like filmmaking, isn't it? Being a magician, and you go in a way, it's all a trick, isn't it, to make you feel something? It's like yeah, but get it, get it. So it's quite. Well, that's it, exactly what he did with Inception as well, though. Yeah, yeah. So Inception is kind of like um, uh, Christopher Nolan's film about filmmaking. Yeah. Where uh, Tom Hardy plays the um, locations manager, which is <laughs> what. So, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is the director, and then you have like a set designer, and like every single character in uh, Inception is meant to kind of like translate to a role within the film industry. Maybe he only makes films about filmmaking. No, because he did those Batman ones as well, which aren't really, are they? <laughs> They're not really about filmmaking, unless it's <laughs> unless it's like an exercise in uh, how to make a superhero film, uh, uh, but feel so shameful about it that you've just <laughs> turned it into, you know, hate. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really love Christopher Nolan. Um, I want to. No, I don't even know if I want to. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really love Christopher Nolan. I think that when I haven't seen all of his films, I haven't seen Interstellar. Oh, I have. I quite like that one, actually. Um, but um, I just, yeah, and I really, I do, I did really love Batman Begins. I remember when I came out of the cinema and I was just like, oh, I can't believe someone's treating Batman like, like, you know, like... Like the serious piece of art it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but then, and I like The Dark Knight as well. Um, 
What are you writing? Industry is a very good film. No. Natalie, oh, our producer, sorry, is telling us. Robert Altman's The Player is about the film industry. It's a very good film. Yeah, thank you. We're talking about Christopher Nolan at the moment. If we wanted to talk about The Player, we'd have brought that up. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a time when to chip in and when not to chip in. I think we were doing very well, but you've broken our flow there, and the bad radio is on your shoulders now. Right? I, I held my hands up. We started 15 seconds late. That's my fault. That's on me. Mm. I, I guess it's my fault you. as well. We're just... Staring into space. Yeah, uh, interstellar. No. Um, <laughs> just bringing it back, really. That's fan club. That's fan club. We're up, we've started, we've started. Oh, we're up. what a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like, a massive fan of Christian uh, yeah, Ron, but I did really love Batman Begins, and I love Memento. Uh, and I'm, uh, do you know what I really loved was, uh, wow, what is it called? Insomnia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's that like, is great. I'd say, I, I, you know, I mean, I, it's bad to speak ill of the dead but I, I was never really a Robin Williams fan mm. uh, in terms of uh, his films I think people, he, yeah. people people tend to list Jack as one of his worst films uh, but I just think he's the same as his performance in Jack in most of his films I find it un- unbearable but I thought he was amazing I just thought uh, in Insomnia I thought he was absolutely yeah, and I incredible I think he's someone who's I think he's a, he's a very good and capable like screen actor in things that like but he's almost like anyone it's like when he's good he's good but I don't think I would set out to see a Robin Williams film Mm. have you ever seen Patch Adams no that is such a fucking crazy film it's crazy but it's uh, it's absolutely mental if you've never seen Patch I mean you just described Patch Adams uh, and you know Patch Adams is about a doctor that um Dressed up as a clown to entertain terminally ill kids, and uh, oh, you go, wow. right, and that's uh, and it's directed by. Um, is it Francis Ford Coppola or someone? No, no, it's Francis Jack. Ford Coppola did Jack. Yeah, uh, his, you know, uh, the way I see it, it's Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> the Godfather. That's yeah. the order yeah. of uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. And they're all sequels to each other, aren't they? They're all as sequels well, so to each other. They're all in the same universe. It's a shared universe. Shared universe yeah. uh, the guy that did, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, is it um, Tom Shadjack? Uh, the guy that did Liar Liar. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he directed Patch Adams, I think. And uh, yeah, and so it's like this. It's like a Robin Williams film. So he's kind of like, oh, he's a wacky doctor. And he dresses up as it, and then, um, and then towards the end, there's a twist, and uh, it turns to a serial killer film. No, Patch Adams. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was. I think I was in. It's like I, dust till dawn. I, it, it, no, literally the last ten minutes, uh, his girlfriend gets uh, hunted down and murdered. No. Yeah. It's it's absolutely. <laughs> I was watching it. I was watching it in Manchester. In uh, where was I? I was staying in the in the, the hotel royal, the royal hotel. It was like a you know a big one. It was a big hotel uh, that uh, had seen better days. The staircases were like uh, the staircases of. That, that were seen on the Titanic, yes. uh, you know, uh, when it was, you know, um, above the ocean uh, <laughs> level. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's these beautiful, ornate uh, staircases, and then they had these beautiful, ornate kind of, um, uh, whatchamacallums, uh, chests, uh, cabinets, yes, you know, display yeah. cabinets. But in the display cabinets, they'd uh, done, like, a display of WKDs and, <laughs> oh, no. uh, and pizza boxes to say, hey, you can have pizza all night so long. So it was a once lu- luxury hotel that's now. Yeah, it was uh, seen better days. And Faded glamour. All the way through the night, there were stag do's setting off the smoke alarms. It was like, and I was sort of in my... In watching, my watching Patch Adams. In my single bed, uh, like, with, with the covers up to my face like shaking at night terrified and uh, and I watched Patch Adams yeah and I was just like oh right I watched it in the day because I had a gig this was years and years ago I had a gig at the Frog and Bucket in the evening and uh, uh, and I watched Patch Adams it was on in the afternoon and I could not fucking believe it it just turned to fucking it turned to seven <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, spoiler alert I'm sorry if you haven't seen Patch Adams uh, check it out um <laughs> But yeah, I'm not doing Edinburgh this seen, year. Oh, have you seen the trailer for Marwan? Marwan? Uh, I, I, I'll say, do some homework this week. We'll talk about it next week. Marwan? Marwan. How are you spelling that? I think M A R W E N. M? N. N. Marwan. Yeah. It's a new Robert Zemeckis film with Steve Carell. Uh-huh. And I'd, I'd advise oh, you all to I've take s- a look at that. I've seen a poster for that. It's got like a plastic face. Yes. Mm. 
watch the trailer and we might have a chat about that next week because that is one of the wildest looking trailers I've ever seen. It looks absolutely insane. Excellent. Right, well, tune in next week and we'll be talking about a trailer that I watched. <laughs> uh, come on, mate, keep it going. Fucking hell, I, I, I pulled that fucking Patch Adams story out my ass. Okay, and you did the Interstellar thing as well. And I did the Interstellar gag. Um, what have I been up to this week? Um, I went to see the Faulty Towers experience. Oh, you did, yeah. I went yeah. to the Faulty Towers dining experience. Tell us about what that is. So it's not, it's an unendorsed... Uh, fault. It's not approved by Cleese and Co. I don't know the politics behind it. Um, I just know that um, it was fun. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know the. Po- I just know what I like. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was. Uh, what did I do? Um, so, um, me and my friend Brett Colstein, who is a guest on the show, a couple of. That's fan club. That's fan club. Um, uh, yeah, so we have a running joke where uh, every time we see a picture of John Cleese pulling a funny face, we'll take a photo of it and send it to each other. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, uh, and then when we see each other, there was like one of him pulling like a face like uh, like he was a mouse, like he was a, a mouse looking over uh, a uh, like like a little ledge. So he was like going like that. I mean, <laughs> if you can imagine such a thing. And um, <clears throat> so whenever me and Brett see each other. We'd pull that face at each other. What day did you see Forty Towers on? We there? saw it on Saturday, last Saturday. I think I was free that night. Oh, right. Well, the tickets were really expensive. Um, sure. I mean, I've been saving up. For sure. Well, I mean, they were really expensive. You could get a three-course meal. Yeah. I put a little yeah. bit aside every week, just in case, sure, so I can sure. build up time to go well, in the Forty Towers experience. I'll tell you this for nothing. Uh, if you want to go, then it is within your grasp. <laughs> uh, but but uh, Forty Towers experience has been in uh, Edinburgh every year for it's like. Sure, it has been. Yeah. For yeah. like, I mean, I've done Edinburgh twenty years. Yes, yeah. twenty-one years, twenty years since nineteen ninety-seven, um, and uh, it's my first year off, so I don't really know what to do with myself. So I find myself uh, with weekend three going to the Forty Towers dining experience. because <laughs> you're trying to recreate Edinburgh I think in I, some way? I guess I am in some way. It's just one of those things that we've, I've walked past it every year and I've always thought, oh, I wonder what that is like. Um, but also, Brett has a very low threshold for public humiliation. Yeah, I'd imagine he'd be quite a good person to have. Um, and he didn't know he was going. I took him as a surprise. Because um, <laughs> my friend Pat as well, Pat Bircher from Canada, is staying with me at the moment, and uh, who's also a comedian. And so uh, to, I thought, what we'll do, because he's Canadian, we'll... Uh, dive him into the British, <laughs> the British uh, uh, traditional tr- British sense of humour, and to take him to the Forty Towers thing. Uh, Natalie's just put up the price list. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to na- name and shame him. If 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 if, it's, if, if you want to do it, absolutely go for it. Um, <laughs> Looking at it though, I can't afford to go. <laughs> no, it was really expensive. <laughs> um, it was really expensive, like eye-wateringly. I mean. It was a treat. I took the, anyway. I took them both, and they didn't know what they were going to see. And I, they got in the queue, and then it said at the front of the queue the Forty Towers dining experience. And Brett literally uh, went white, and then he said, <laughs> "I'm just going to go to the toilet." And uh, he was gone for ages, and I thought that he wasn't going to come back. Um, then he did come back, and he sat down. <laughs> And, you know, we got... Um, what was really funny, it was so basically the idea is that, uh, that Basil Forty... <laughs> Is he called Basil Fawlty in it? Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's oh. all that. It's all, it's all that. What was Basil Fawlty's wife called? Sybil. Sybil, that's right. Basil Fawlty, Sybil Fawlty and Manuel, they all serve you a three-course meal in a function room in a hotel. But are they, like, spilling soup on you and things? Yeah, they do, right. all, this, they do all of that, right? But there's, like, a holding cell, there's a holding pen what, before they're ready to start, before they let you in. Where basically, so the audience for it is largely uh, white, angry British people, <laughs> like huge groups of Brexiters, right? That are all kind of like really, really furious and angry about 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 Britain, uh, and they're all queuing up uh, for the good old days to see, you know, Basil Forty serve them some tomato soup, and, uh, and we were in this holding cell, and uh, and it, there was a lot of us. I mean, I would say that there were like over ten tables of about of, of ten. So I, th- I think there were maybe te- 12 wow. or 13 tables. So that's like 130 people yes, all crammed yeah. in this quite small bar area. And they were queuing up for the bar and they were kind of like, okay, oh, I'd have like a bucket of beer, please. And, uh, <laughs> and, the, and there was only 
only like four four servers behind four barmen behind the behind the bar, and they were like trying to cope with like all of this kind of like influx of custom, and it, and it was like everyone was shouting at them, and then this one guy was furious because he'd been waiting five minutes for like a bottle of wine and some beer, and he was like, you know, really fucking angry, and everyone was like shouting <laughs> at these bar staff, and I was just thinking, if you don't like the service out here, you're not going to like Manuel. <laughs> it was fucking terrifying, but. Um, yeah, uh, if you're part of a stag do and uh, you're an angry uh, British man, then uh, the Forty Towers experience, dining it's experience. For you. It's for you. I really actually. If you've got a, a fair bit of money. It, I really uh, I did actually enjoy it. And we all enjoyed it a lot more than we thought we would. It was uh, excellent fun for some of the family. Um, <laughs> it's a quarter past. Let's play a song. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, you happy? What are we going to play? You happy? You feel that you've said enough? Um. Yes, yes, I've said enough on Faulty Towers, the okay. dining experience. Okay, well, uh, it's time to wake up, because it's Friday. Whoa. I gotta stay awake. Oh. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on FUBAR Radio. We've got, we've got a lady doing the jingle now. That's that's the first. Time yes, we've got a new. We've got a new jingle. It used to be Jerry Page, and now it's now it's a lady doing it. That's nice. Oh, that's good. Diverse. <laughs> uh, speaking of diverse, we're joined in the <laughs> by a lady. A uh, we're joined by. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we're joined by uh, Claudie Blakely. Hi. Hello. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks. Uh, you're an actress, aren't you? Uh, I am. Uh, and uh, what are you up to at the moment? Currently in a play at the Harold Pinter Theatre called Consent. Now, I saw Consent at the National. Oh, um, I wasn't in that one. You weren't in that one. <laughs> uh, Let's my, not talk about that. My screen, my screen sister, Daisy, Daisy Haggard, was in it, and I went oh, to see her in that. Oh, yes. Uh, she played the actress. She did play the actress. Which yes. part are you playing? I'm playing Kitty, who's married to Ed, you know, in that sort of dodgy, quite uh, bad marriage. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's quite. What well, did you like it? I did. I really liked it, uh, and it's a testament play. to the play. I went to see it on my own on a Friday. Right. Yeah, that's it was, commitment. It was mm. going through a dark period. With that and <laughs> and faulty <laughs> towers, it's it's quite a. Did culture you know vulture. what it was about? Imagine going to see faulty towers <laughs> well, on your all own all in the same week. That's <laughs> it was all in the same week. <laughs> Keep uh, it both ends, you know. <laughs> uh, um, uh, did, did I manage to enjoy it by myself? Yeah, I did. I thought it was. Uh, in actual fact, I think theatre is. Uh, you can enjoy it by yourself, can't you? I think, yeah. I think it's nice to go on your own because you can kind of get lost in the world. And you don't have to worry about... Yeah, you don't have to worry about whether, anyone. In fact, most things... Going to a concert is nice by yourself because sometimes you're with someone that's short and, <laughs> and you worry the whole time that they Do can't they can't see. Well, that's nice of you, though. So it's not, it's not, but it ruins the show, doesn't it? And so it's nice to just, th- you know, put your blinkers on and just concentrate yeah, on your Yeah, and get own. lost in it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I really did love the play. No, it's brilliant. I mean, Nina Rain's a brilliant writer. We're really lucky to be performing it. She's just, it's, yeah, it's just been described as a, a classic, so... You know, it's a really, really exciting play. But it's a play. new play, right? It's a new play. Okay, so it was first performed at the National, was it? It was first performed there, and it was a huge success, and then he did a little bit of recasting, and it's still a huge success, yeah, thank yeah, God, because yeah. <laughs> there's always the danger of, like, ruining it. Sure, sure. You know? <laughs> oh, do you feel that pressure? Well, I guess that's a, there's a little bit of that involved when it was, I mean, everyone was talking about it, so you think, oh, my God, I hope we can kind of maintain. But then that's testament to the play. I mean, the play's the star, really. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter who's in it. But no, um, it's a brilliant, brilliant cast. And uh, we've been doing really well, thankfully, for audiences, considering we have no major, major names in it for the um, West End. I went to see uh, Young Frankenstein on Friday, last Friday. What a week you've had. Well, you know, I kind of (laughs) play it close to my chest. It was like a late late Father's Day gift, because my dad... It was on telly recently. The film was on telly, and he phoned me up and he went on and on about it like it was a brand new film. <laughs> and then Father, Father's Day was coming up, and I saw that it was on and at the West End, and so I went, you know, oh, you saved him? that. To th- yeah. But you know, it was a really hot day, and it wasn't, it wasn't sold out. 
Mm. And uh, and I think theatre is kind of like, kind of when it's hot and there's football on, oh, it's, I know. it's difficult to go. Well, we were a bit quiet the night before. No, last night, because it was England, wasn't it? Oh, it was oh England. yeah, because I, was it like, oh, no, no, I didn't, I couldn't have gone. I, I, I hadn't, hadn't realised it had already started. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll try and go, I'll try and go. And I couldn't go on Wednesday, completely sold what on um, Wednesday? Oh yeah. You tried to. You should have texted me. I would have got you a ticket. I'm going to have a. I'm going to have a. Let's do it now. So what's, what's your number? Uh, well, it's too late. Oh no. yeah, no. I mean, there are days. I think there, I think there are some seats available. But I mean, it's doing well. Yeah, doing we're well, very, yeah. very lucky. So who 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 have you got in the in the show with you? Well, Adam James and Heather Craney are both from the original cast. Mm-hmm. Heather Craney plays the rape victim. Right. Adam James plays the very naughty boy Jake who has the affair right. and so they're the originals and then we've got Stephen Campbellmore um, playing Ed we've got Lee Ingleby playing T- Tim Sean Clifford and Claire Foster and they're all completely brilliant and they're all very like familiar people I know I know who, uh, who, who are who but yeah I know yeah, them yeah. Lee Ingleby someone I like a lot he was yeah. in a thing was he called Nature Boy do you remember yes, that series that was incredible I love that it was yeah, it was a long time ago. Hey, yeah, wasn't he's someone it? I always think like he I always imagine he's really, yeah. has he since then. Yeah, yeah. He's just in lots of things, always great. Yeah. Or very, very solid, brilliant actor. And it's nice for him to do a play because I don't think he's done one for seven years. Oh right, okay. So uh, he's still got it. <laughs> thankfully. And uh, it's nice to have a northern voice in there oh, as yeah. well, because otherwise it's a lot of middle class kind of posh people. Yes. Is um is <laughs> I said yes, because yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. true, though, isn't it? It is true. It's true. It is good. Shake it up a bit. Diversity. Mm. We're not doing yeah. very well today, <laughs> are we? <laughs> One of us should put on an accent. I'm from... My family are from Cumbria, but you oh, wouldn't know, so I'm technically quite it. northern. Well, yeah. well, you sound northern now. When you said northern, that was northern. quite northern. Thank you. <laughs> and my, Diversity. My, my family are from Staffordshire and Yorkshire. Wow. But I was born in Finsbury Park. <laughs> What a what a um, diverse group we are. Who are we? We are, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, Robert, Roger, Roger Michel directed it, right? Yes. Did he direct it? <coughs> he at did. The National? He did the original. Mm. Yes. Um, God, yeah, he was incredible. I mean, I, I've never worked with Roger. Always wanted to. And yeah, he's a complete genius. He's very very relaxed. He knows what he's doing. And uh, creates a very good atmosphere in the room. And even though the play's pretty dark, obviously, because it has some pretty heavy subject matters in there, rape being one of them, um, we d- did manage to have a few laughs, <laughs> which is important when yeah, you're doing yeah, something, so. you know, yeah, very serious and slightly, you know, close to the bone. It is a dark play, but it is funny as well. Yeah, she's a funny woman. I mean, you know, she's, uh, yeah, she's always got a funny anecdote to tell and... She's uh, yeah, she's re- she's a brilliant storyteller, and it's she's she's yeah, she cracks lots of jokes in there. We've got some really really good funny lines. Do you in. find it hard not to take home if you're doing a very dark serious play? Um, or are you able to switch? I think switch with off? any show, it's quite difficult to let it go. First of all, you sort of feel that kind of adrenaline buzz when you come off stage, and. But no, I do shake it off. I mean, I've got a baby as well. So right. they're, they're a really good leveller. You get home and you just change the pooey nappy. You're back down to <laughs> earth, aren't you, straight away? I find. <laughs> uh, I don't have any kids, though. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do, you feel, I mean, this is... I didn't sign up for this. No, I don't know no, why, exactly. why this is happening. I know, absolutely. <laughs> but, I, you know, I think during rehearsals, I think it, it's quite difficult to let go of. But now I'm in the run. I mean, we've been doing it for five weeks. I tend to come in do the play and leave and leave it there and it's fine and be normal again what do you do here's a thing here's a thing as a non-actor what do you do on a day when there's a matinee i mean you could have asked me at any point well oh matinees that's a swear (laughs) word i hate them (laughs) (laughs) so if you do a play and it it lasts two hours 20 plus interval so that's going to come out nearly six yeah you start again horrible half seven yeah so you've got an hour what do you do sleep okay well i mean i have all these plans to, to, to go shopping, you know, because obviously I, the baby thing, I, you know, I've got a little bit of time where I think I'm free, I'm going to go shopping, I'm going to buy stuff, I'm going to get my nails done. No, I just eat and shut my eyes. Because you know your lines by that point, you don't know you? know your lines. You don't have to go yeah, over them. No. And you've warmed up, so you don't need to do a warm up. How many performances in is it that you know your lines? 
<laughs> you're a bit shaky I'd say the first week when you're doing your previews right. but then that's what previews are for you know those audiences have only paid 20 quid so if you forget <laughs> a couple of lines as long as you can you know wing it have you ever had to wing it uh, yeah it's when you're doing Shakespeare's the problem because you have to wi- wing it within the rhythm and the, does that have a thing the, where people know the text <laughs> people have got books out there's probably oh, a school absolutely. group in absolutely that's not yes. that's not that in Stratford, I've worked in Stratford at the Swan. They are there with the text. And you're like, what are you doing? Why, why would you why do that? Why are you that? here? Why would you do that? It's like a test. Well, you feel, I mean, if you notice, it feels very much like, well, yeah, they, they want to see whether you're getting it right, I guess. Is that why they're doing it? Why would you do that? I don't know. It's strange, <laughs> isn't it? It's always a bit of, uh, I would imagine that that was a bit of... Um, that, that takes a bit of the pressure off, doesn't it? Knowing that you could just you, you could know, just go line. Take yeah. it. That's a good point. Grab the book off them at any point <laughs> and read it to yourself. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that. You were in the film uh, Severance, weren't you? Yes. Have uh, you had Danny Dyer in yet? No, we haven't. We haven't. Well, he, say yet. He can't wait. You, like, you, can, you know, you can swear. I mean, it's a oh, yeah, swear. A good well, he, was, <laughs> he was on uh, the this. What's it called? This evening with Piers Morgan. Oh my oh, god! Yes, yeah, yeah. I watched that this morning. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, we watched that this morning. Me and my partner. Isn't it brilliant? It was, it on, it was on after the football. Oh and my Danny god! Dyer you just was scratch your about. face, and it's so awkward, isn't it? It was so funny though. No, but it's funny. Yeah. He was just going on and on about what... Uh, but, well, he was on live TV, right? He yeah. was just saying how much of a twat uh, David Cameron was over and over again. It was fucking... In front of Pamela Anderson. With his, with his trotters <laughs> up, was my favourite. With his trotters up. With his trotters Stop. up. Jeremy I just Clark. love him. He doesn't care. No. I love him. What was it like working with him? Amazing. I mean, he's just hilarious. We had a great time. There's lots of funny people in mm. it. So we just laughed the whole time. And it's great, you know, when you decide to be an actor, you just want to do a horror movie. That's sort of a sure, dream right. a dream job. That and shoot aliens, I think. But we were talking uh, about it this morning, that it's got that kind of... It's, it's a horror, but it is funny. And yeah. it has that thing where when it switches... The, the gore and the horror is really actually horrible. It is, actually. It's well, really have, horrible. The director was kind of, you know, a real film buff and has literally seen every horror movie that's been ever been made. So he's a real buff. What buffing. a nerd. He's a real nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a nerd. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> he, just, he just got every little thing that he's always sure. loved and put it in. And sure. he wanted it to be... He wanted the gory stuff to be to have an effect. Yeah, you know? so I saw it several years ago. And did you uh, see it when it came out? No, I didn't see it when it came out. Because not many people did. It was like word of mouth. Really. I saw it. I saw it on TV a few years after it came out. Yeah. and um, and I may have missed the beginning, and I didn't know really what I was watching. I just <laughs> that remember, didn't matter. I remember. <laughs> I remember the cast being really great, and uh, and Andy Nyman. Uh, I, the first scene that I remember is the scene with the pie. Um, yes. Oh yes, and and I just remember how, and they find teeth in the pie, and I just remember, just oh ev- it's it, when it's dark, it's so dark, yes. it's yes. So, and it was just so relentlessly dark, and the deaths are so um, uh, inventive but also yeah. brutal, and then it's just really funny as well. Yes. And, um I really do like that film. It yeah. might be Danny Dyer's best film. Yes, because yeah. he's made about a thousand now. Yes, <laughs> no, he has. And he uh, has. it's it's really good. I love good. those. I love things that you kind of one minute, literally one minute you're laughing, and the next minute you feel terrified. Yes, yeah, yeah. But or or you feel shocked, or you feel. You well, I guess know, that's all depressed. horror and comedy, isn't it? It's yeah. a sort of tension and a release. Yes. So it's that kind of mix. Yeah. But it must be incredible. That's what it's a really smart film because it's so hard to get that tone right isn't it yeah. because yeah. you've got to do that when you're making it he doesn't even have that thing like in comedy we have an audience that's going to tell us immediately whether that's going to work but knowing making a film obviously ahead of time you yeah. don't you you just must be guessing and going well i hope this tonally works yeah. i hope people find this funny that's it. and i hope they find this bit horrific i think you've i guess got to you be can't brave, know haven't yeah, you? And, yeah. he, and he is he is brave chris smith who who sort of i mean he didn't completely write it on his own but he he kind of did in a way and he directed it and he he just sort of i'm making a film that i like that art that would make me yeah. scared and me laugh and i've just got to trust 
yeah. that other people That's all you will. can ever and do, isn't it? he was really brave. You You've know, got to make sure. it for yourself. He'd wake up with these silly ideas. You know, he'd wake up in the middle of the night with these silly ideas. Like, when the ca- coach crashes and you find yourself a little bit kind of, you know, you're absolutely concussed and you don't know where you are, I think you should look round at your husband when he's reaching out to you, nearly dying, and wave at him. And yes. I was like, I think he'd seen it in a film. I can't remember. There's a reference to another. Sure. And he went, I think you should wave really slowly. That bit is like, familiar, what are you mad? actually. That's yeah. weird. And I did. And it kind of works. Sure. <laughs> you know, so but you've got to have a mad brain. <laughs> I would say, put your microphone down a bit now. Oh. I would say uh, that when you look at a film like American Werewolf in London that mixes comedy and horror, you've kind of like got, oh, it's like a werewolf film. Uh, you know, if you look at The Wolfman, that's kind of like a PG, and it's kind of like, oh, it's a, it's a monster movie, and it's got comedy in it. Um, yeah. And if you look at Ghostbusters, it's comedy, and it's got horror in it. But sort of, um, uh, Severance sort of has comedy, and then it turns into Hostel. Yes, yes. It's like a to- it's like torture porn. Yeah. Mix. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the worst, it's like, it's like the, the sort of horror film that I wouldn't watch, because I'm squeamish. Yeah. Uh, mixed with, you know... Andy yeah. Nyman getting covered in leaves. Yes. Did you like the bit when he got his leg chopped off? It's, I mean, it's and, sti- and tries to stick it in. Danny tries to stick it in the fridge. In the in the mini fridge. Oh, I, just, I don't think we stopped laughing that day. <laughs> I mean, literally, just to see Andy Nyman's leg made as a cast yeah. was just. I found it so hilarious. disgusting. I know. And upsetting. Because he's quite. Because he's a bit of an idiot character. And you feel sorry for him. I know. And um, something oh, horrible when he oh, bounces just, on the yeah, and then it, it's just, but it's just so. I mean, it's so. There's, there's yeah, there's really unpleasant things happen to quite, <laughs> quite likable. I know. Quite likable <laughs> actors. That's what you want, and, I uh, guess. And, yeah, it's just, it was yeah, really scary where we filmed as well. It was. Where did I you mean, film? You Romania. No, we film, filmed in Hungary right. in the middle of a woods, and I mean. It was so... You didn't need to do anything. And that weird kind of um, cabin, it was just... That was it. Yeah. It was like that. Oh, it wow. was so scary. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of all you needed to do. Play, play some, like, scary music in the background, and you've got it. And there you yeah. go. Yeah, there you go. Um, we haven't talked to you about any of the things that we've asked you to talk about. <laughs> Let's do it. But, um, what have you asked me to talk about? This, is the, first time we've had a, this is the first time we've had a guest Are you that serious? we didn't know We didn't know beforehand, <laughs> yeah. So we usually know people, so it feels a bit safer. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, you know them personally? We know them personally. Yeah, oh, we've well, had I feel like I know, I've known you for years. Good. Yes. <laughs> it's got a very warm voice. You have? Oh, thank you very yes. much. Yeah. You're making me feel very comfortable. Good, good. Oh, good. It's time for the. <laughs> are you going to play my, my dad? Uh, yeah, that's right. Great. Um, Not so in a film. <laughs> no, that would be quite insulting. <laughs> you look younger than me. Oh, what, as in, I didn't mean as in, that. Obviously, <laughs> as in you, what your song? Yeah, yes. we will get to that. Okay, um, it's not quarter two yet. Okay, and, uh, oh, and sorry. I don't. Want to I did think well, it was. A, I did think it was a bit of a odd question if I was going to play your dad. I just thought, yeah, sure. If that's what you need from me right now. <laughs> Uh, Can we do a quick improvisation? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be that guy She's for one you. Of those I'll be mother. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, well done. We'll, well do a little. We'll do a little play. A little I, workshop. It sounds, sounds like it's going to yeah. be boring, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. So, <laughs> Claudie, yes. who is your favourite uh, actress? Um, well, it's that's a really hard one, but um, I would say if I was put on the spot like you are doing, I would have <laughs> to say Judy Dench because oh, yeah. I just she's my hero. Well, she's one of those actresses that's uh, always been quite open about um, going blank on stage while she's talking. Oh yeah, she's, doing she's very She open. says that she just sort of uh, starts list, listing uh, <laughs> listing spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> listing, listing different pa- pastas. If she's doing, I like don't think that's going to work. <laughs> She'll start going tagliatelle, penne. But uh, no, she's doing Shakespeare. I'm out. So she's obviously very kind of like uh, Riccatoni. That's really. I guess if she's funny, doing, I don't know how. I don't know which play that would fit in the best. No. Merchant I of bet Venice. she gets away with it though, because she's Judy Dench. Yeah, yeah. Well, not if you're following her along with a book. It depends what book. If you've got like a cookbook, then maybe. <laughs> then it's fine. Then maybe it's Jamie's it's Italian. <laughs> Jamie's Italian. Yeah. He's got that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'll try it. See how it goes. She's no. naughty. I mean, I've been on stage with her a couple of oh, times. Oh, really? And she's 
Yeah. She's What's it thing. like working with? Because uh, I'm a comedian, and uh, sometimes, and uh, and uh, I think that. So am I, brother. So oh, am I. So, sorry. So we're, we're, I mean, that's offensive. We're comedians. I'm I, in the room. I never. I'm I a never, comedian, and you are. <laughs> yeah, but you're asking her for acting tips, and it's kind of like we've ne- we, we <laughs> see each other tips. every week. Well, yeah, I could be an actor. Well, I could be I, an actor. Of course Nick. you could. I mean, Nick did three series of Uncle. He didn't. I could have been in that. Uh, well, I did get a lot of people in that. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I mean, that's, that makes it more offensive. And, and there was someone uh, in the second series dressed up as Marty McFly, which was your party piece, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Oh, and you still so, didn't. Oh, sorry. that's awkward. I, mean, I didn't that's know. That's really awkward. It is a bit, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't know. So do you could get all your mates in that. That's brilliant. Well, I didn't get I mean, all you my could mates get in that. They had to audition. Of but, course, um, go through mm, the right I didn't get an audition, so... Uh, you didn't even get to the audition no. stage. Oh, man. Oh, God, awkward. What do you think? Do you think I'd be a good actor? <laughs> I, for a I day? can tell you, Ed. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I think I was making a point. Go on, Nick, sorry. Uh, right, you better so, get him in your next thing. So, uh, um, uh, when you do comedy and you start out, you just think, oh, well, it'd be really good to sort of like maybe one day meet someone. And then you find years later that you're on the same bill with kind of like Harry Hill or Stuart Lee. And, uh, and it's kind of like, it's one of those industries where you actually, you have heroes and at one point you, it is possible to meet them and work with them at some yeah. point. So if you've kind of like managed to, uh, work with Judy Dench and have you always been massive what's yeah. it like working with your hero uh, incredible I mean she is just brilliant she comes on stage and she's just got this energy you know and she just does very little even if she does very little it's just massive she's just got this energy and she's just incredible you've either got, got it or you haven't I guess <laughs> she was in the rehearsal room the very first day and I was just so nervous I didn't really say much to her like you do. And then it just becomes normal, doesn't it? But she doesn't read the play before she starts. We've heard. So she never reads it. Have you heard that? No, she just does spaghetti. No, she, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So thankfully, she, well, she had the play in front of her, so right. she didn't do the spaghetti thing, but she, it was the first time she'd ever done it. So that was quite... Oh, wow. So when you do the read-through, that's the first time she's done it? Yeah. And is it very much like she's sort of like feeling around in the dark? Yes. Or? Yeah. So that's. Are you not instantly crushed? That makes you feel really. No, because she's still bloody. Do you think she does that because she knows that she's a legend and that she wants to make everyone feel relaxed around her? I don't think she thinks she is a legend. She really doesn't. And this was quite a long time ago. I mean, she was a legend then, but she wasn't the legend that she is now. So she was like, as time goes by, Judy. Well, a bit later. She was do. I think she'd started James Bond. She did, you know, she was doing movies. So she's got golden eye under her belt. <laughs> she might have had golden eye under her belt. Right. Yeah. So she was still, you know. Yeah. But she, I don't think she likes reading it. I think she doesn't like coming to the room with any preconceived ideas. Well, that's her excuse. She probably just can't. Sure, <laughs> sure. But isn't there a thing that doesn't she? Uh, this might be a rumor about her that she has her agent just pick everything for her. That she has uh, someone like knows she, she trusts them enough to go. This would be good for you. That's she goes it. great. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, she does do that. And she, apparently, she st- she just never says no to anything because she doesn't like to upset anyone. Great. We should ask her on this. Let's get her on. Natalie, get, get, get her on. Natalie, uh, get Judy Dench on the line, and uh, we'll we'll we've chat. got another twenty minutes. Yes, so, so, so keep, her, before, keep her on hold, and then uh, <laughs> we'll, I'll talk to her after the show. Yeah. She'll yeah, be great. She'll we'll let you have a laugh. She's really, really funny and really I naughty. Bet. She's I got bet. that glint in her eye, you know. It's just yeah, all actors are kids, you know. But she's yeah, she's just she looks young because she's just she loves it. She really enjoys what she does. Yeah, and you can tell she does. She's she's if she's got a friend in though watching the play, she'll try and get their name in somewhere. <laughs> this is a little oh, wink, wink. So I shouldn't be telling her all her secrets. In many ways, she's unprofessional. She's <laughs> a sort of unprofessional. Uh, yeah. don't bother getting in contact Whatever. with her. She probably won't show up. <laughs> like Joel Domet. Like Judy Dench and Joel Domet. Like prof- J- 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 you only like professionals. Aren't yeah, you? professionals yeah. only, please. Sure. Um, Mm. <laughs> we're not it's fine though we mm. don't it's not it's not that like we keep bringing it up Joel anyway we've uh, Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on Fubar Radio and we're back <laughs> <laughs> so who's your favourite pop icon um I'm going to say well, I was pretty obsessed with Cindy Lauper because she was oh, yeah. rock and roll. I loved her, and I loved 
Blondie. I mean, I can I say Prince? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you like. Prince is one of your favourite. Only oh if he's one of your favourites. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Prince. Did you ever see Prince live? Yes, I did. I did. I saw his last concert actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was his last tour or his last ever concert. Well, I think his last tour. Right. No, his last tour. I wasn't there in America with his last concert, but his last tour. Wow. Yeah. Where was that at? Was the O2? Oh wow. I think it was at the O2. Memory. <laughs> it was in the round. Was so it, it Prince? Felt, it was in the round, so it felt very small. I think it's the O2, yeah. It would feel small. If it was in the round. If he was on stage, though. Yes. He was tiny. He yes. was tiny. Three but foot, it was amazing. Three foot two. And then the he, little he, Prince. He, at the end, he did like an acoustic set for about... He came back on when everyone sort of got him back on. <clears throat> and he did an acoustic set for about an hour, just sitting on a stool, like yeah. he was in a pub. After it the gig, was absolutely brilliant. Was well, sort of after, but part of. Lots yeah. of people went, and you just think, oh really? Idiots! I find that baffling when people yes. go to see a show and they, and they don't, don't want to get like out straight away. Yeah, because they don't want to get in a car. Yeah, or they don't want to get a busy tube. No. And you go, why are you, why are you here? I've yeah. been to see loads You're of gigs. Yeah. I've never been. I've never been stuck in London. I've never been stuck at one side of London and not been able to get out. Yeah. No, it's just that thing it's about it being a bit busy, isn't it? Might be a bit busy on the tube. If, yeah. I know, it's ridiculous. And it's like, but why have you paid for a ticket? But just be late at home. Yeah. You know? Yeah, just, just get on a busy tube. Yeah. It's Prince. Yeah, and it's fun, because everyone might sing the songs. Like oh, they did when I said, <laughs> oh, well, when I saw you two, they were singing the songs for about an hour and 15 minutes afterwards. Oh, all on the, the way back, Which did get it. Must have been an absolute yeah. fucking nightmare. Yeah, that sounds awful. Fucking But I was only it's 14, It's worth leaving so early. <laughs> it's worth leaving early, You two leave early, Prince, stay till the end. Take that time of not leaving early. <laughs> I went to see I went to see Dolly Parton at the O2 oh, wow. once, and she did like two hours. She did like she did like two hours, and it was just like bloody hell! What a, what? And she came out with all of like these costume changes and all these wow. instruments, and she had like she played a harp and a ukulele, and like and then uh, and she got to the end, and she's like oh bloody! Hell. And then she goes, all oh, right, we're gonna have a little break now, and then uh, I'll see you after the interval. And then it, she did like another two hours, <laughs> and it was just like, it was fucking crazy. And by the end of it, we we're all crying and it was one of the what, best good, things I've ever seen. Good crazy though. Yeah, yeah. it was great. It was, just, it was amazing. Was it amazing? Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, um, I'm, I'm into sort of like heavy metal and rock music <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, uh, but the two of the best gigs I've ever seen uh, were Dolly Parton and Bruce Springsteen. But, oh, um, wow. Dolly I Parton. I mean, I cried this. at both of them. But, really? Um, but, I, but I have like emotional issues. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it Keep Where, That's where did club. you see um, Bruce Springsteen? I saw Bruce Springsteen. Well, so with Dolly Parton, um, I I got front row seats and uh, and it was a bit too close because right. she's had a lot of work done and, so uh, and it was a little bit you're behind the magician's curtain a little bit there right um, uh, but that was so intense that she was sort of like singing song lyrics at you and it was kind of like uh, and with Bruce Springsteen wow. with Bruce Springsteen this was way back in 2011 uh, with Bruce Springsteen <laughs> that I saw him <laughs> so Wembley Arena Wembley Arena and I literally, I was just like, oh, we've got the best seats ever. You can see everyone. We had, like, we were sat so far away from the stage. He was smaller than an ant. Oh. He could have ridden on an ant onto the stage. Uh, he might not have even been there. And it, it, was, been it, like could, it could have been anyone. It could have, it could <laughs> with, have, a, with a mask. <laughs> one of them paper masks that you get. But, um, That's how I saw Bob Dylan as well. It's wearing a mask. mask. <laughs> yeah. It was a Bruce Springsteen mask. That's so weird. That's so weird. Yeah, it was Bob Dylan. Um, but, uh, oh God, we're running out of time. Uh, we've got to play your song. So uh, can you just introduce your song? To this is Call Me Number One by The Tremolos. Call Me Number One by The Tremolos. <laughs> Football Radio presents Joey Page. It's now time to welcome into the studio Danny Goffey. Have you got like a signature dish in your family? Like I'm, I'm the cook at home, so yeah. my signature dish is strawberry and rhubarb souffles. When you Joe Page is on Free Bar Radio. That's a really long trail, and we haven't got enough time to sit through it all. <laughs> um, uh, so we'll listen, tune in. So uh, <laughs> uh, we're joined back in studio with uh, by Claudie Blakely. Uh, so just going back to uh, your 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 list of things that you're a fan of. Uh, who's your favourite director? Oh no, what, what was the song that we just listened to? Oh, what do you want me to talk about that? 
That was my well, dad. You, that was your dad. That yeah. was your dad uh, in the tremolos. Yeah, I'm sorry you had to play that, but I just it was no. really nice for me to listen to that. I just completely selfishly did it for myself. That's what they, I that's literally played that. an Alice Cooper song every single week. Oh well, there you go. So, <laughs> so it's so fine. I mean, if anything, this is a very selfish show. Mm. <laughs> but why wouldn't you play tunes that you love? Exactly. Tunes? Exactly. Songs? Natalie. I don't know why you wouldn't <laughs> play something that you're at least a, a fan of. How is of. Alice Cooper going down with the listeners? Like, well? I don't or? care. <laughs> we don't get much feedback. <laughs> I think they keep things from us. Uh, keep sending on in, Twitter? Keep sending in your fan art. Um, fan art. We've had some. Oh, yeah, we've had some. Who is your favourite uh, director? I have to say Robert Altman because I've worked with him and he Of course he has. Yeah. Of course, he made the film industry uh, satire The Player. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were talking about <laughs> that. That's nice. Oops, we tied in. I didn't say it for that reason, but yeah, he was incredible to work You're with. You're in Gosford Park. I was in Gosford Park. It was quite a kind of. Um, you know, left turn for him. I, uh, off yes, piece, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, film for him, but he loved it. He, and he loved working with British actors as well because we didn't demand any massive Winnebago's and right. we weren't demanding. We were just, but even Maggie Smith, I mean, everyone was just like loving being there and sure. he couldn't, he couldn't believe it. And do you wear little radio mics? Do you actually often have people talking over each other, don't you? And those yeah. kind of things. Yeah, he likes a lot of that and a lot of hidden cameras. So you never... You know, you didn't get any actors kind of aware of the camera because often you didn't even know where it so was. So that's really good. Was it improvised then? Some of it. I yeah, saw some it at the cinema. Was. I went to see it at the cinema when I was at university, and uh, I liked it very much. Julian Fellows used to sort of stand around looking very fidgety sometimes because Robert Altman would say, "Don't worry about the script, you know, just do, <laughs> say whatever you want." So Maggie Smith was brilliant at that, and she just used to come up with some classic lines that obviously are still in it. And um, yeah, he loved the he loved the accidents. You know, sure. he, that's mm. what he enjoyed. But he's but you started with the script. We started with the script, and, and then he, he just said, start? "Don't bother with that bit. Don't just make your own thing up." Because he loved actors. He loved you know playing around, and he was so creative. And again, we use that word brave. He was you know he just took sort of big chances with things, and you know see what landed. He never really worried about you know producers yeah, yeah. <laughs> the outcome he just said let's see what what we you know what we can create here and see what lands and we'll take bits and throw bits away you know and then we'll then we'll pull the film together and edit it and and we were invited every evening to to watch the edits with him in a, in a, in a screening room that he got set up on the set and you know so we were all part of it and it's did very you collaborative put your mic down that did you mind that do you do you mind seeing yourself on on a lot of I mean a lot of actors say oh I can't bear to see myself but I don't mind it at all I actually like it in fact I think I, it's quite good to get used to I it I mainly watch uh, uh, Uncle uh, at home <laughs> and eat your heart out and loaded to a lesser extent but mainly mainly I'm watching Uncle at home I'm very, very <laughs> it's comfortable good, watching it? myself it's a great show if I hadn't made it I'd still watch yeah. it. <laughs> Um, Absolutely. So I find I find yeah. it very relaxing watching myself. And, and do it you makes find it useful? Not really. No. Uh, no. No, because you kind of make all the same mistakes. Not you personally, but we make the same. You know, we just do what we do, don't we? Yeah. It's very difficult to watch it and go, "I'm not going to lift my eyebrow because that looks terrible." And you just, you know, you can't. You can't. I mean, I find it impossible to not lift my eyebrows. Sometimes <laughs> I wish I could lift my eyebrow. See. We've all got things that we... Well, we're all, we're all good at some things, aren't exactly. we? Exactly. Um, well, we've, we've, we've run out of time. Uh, so we've, we've just about got time to play uh, uh, okay. Nathaniel Metcalf's uh, world-famous game. I'm just trying to find <laughs> out which... Oh, it's here, isn't it? It's number three. World-famous game, uh, Better or Worse. Okay, Claudie, Better yeah. or Worse is a game where I show you a series of people and you have to say whether they're better or worse than the following person on the card. Okay, and it's entirely based on my own opinions. We'll see how you get on. So first, it's a high card. It's Carrie Fisher. Better Be or worse than who? You'll find out. Is she oh, better I or worse see. than Nat King Cole? Oh, play your cards right, basically. Basically, play based your cards right. Based, based on, on my, your opinion. Yes, yeah. We know each other quite well now, so you should be able worse. to figure it out. I mean, you've got to be faster than this, Claudia. She is better than Nat King Cole. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Is Nat King Cole... Better or worse than Cary Grant? Worse. I think he, he is worse, yeah. Cary Grant is the best. Is Cary Grant better or worse than Norman Wisdom? Worse. Oh. Cary Grant is worse than Norman Wisdom? Grant is I thought you might think so. 
Oh, well. Well, yeah, but... Sure, how, well... Use a bit of your own no, okay, passion well, for life. Better, sure, yeah, yeah, Cary Grant is better than yeah, Norman Wisdom. Okay. Is Norman Wisdom better or worse than Vincent Price? Worse. Well, I mean, it's got to be worse. He's worse. He's worse. <laughs> I mean, it's Vincent. <laughs> I don't feel like you're trying as much this week, Matt. <laughs> They're pretty fucking obvious. <laughs> is who is it? Vincent Price better or worse than Adam West? Oh, this tough. Of course, they worked together better. on the Batman. They did. Um, Vincent worse. Price is better than Adam West, oh, okay, I think. Good. I think, yeah. yeah. I, think I like it's... Adam West. It's okay. a high card. Yeah. It's a high card. It's, it's a, a high, high card. card. What can you do in that <laughs> situation? <laughs> it's it. It's not, it's not no, always easy. No. Let's rattle through it, guys. Okay. <laughs> is, so where were we? Oh, uh, yeah. Is Adam West better or worse than Phil Silvers? Oh, I haven't, I haven't taken a... Uh, I haven't he, added it up. I really like Phil Silvers. Me too. I think Phil Silvers is better. better. Yes. Oh, I might say, yeah, okay. Phil no, because I've got to say there, he's worse than Phil Silvers. No. Yes, okay. See, I was on it there. You're right, yeah. So, hang on. So, what, what was the last so, one? Phil Silvers Phil is Silvers better is than better. Adam West. Is, is yes. Phil Silvers better or worse than Groucho Marx? <laughs> Sorry, I pressed the wrong button. Worse. Phil Silvers is worse than Groucho Marx, correct. Is Groucho Marx better or worse than Billy D. Williams? Oh, oh my God, that's signed. Is that really signed? No. Worse. No, mm. uh, no better, better, better. Groucho Marx is better, better than Billy D. Williams. Better, better, better. Groucho Marx is much better than Billy D. Williams. Is Billy D. Williams better or worse than worse, John Lennon? Worse, John Lennon. I think he is worse. I think is he is worse. the end of the game? Good game. I think you did really well. Thank there. you. You're out of cards? You're out of cards. What are you saying? Natalie, you got to press the button if you're going to talk to me. Eight. Okay, so what are the scores Eight. so far? Oh, wow, I think... Well, okay. So oh, Jack Berry see. had four. Four. Hayley Campbell had seven. seven. Brett Goldstein had seven. seven. Yasmin Akraman had five. Five. Ooh. Colin Holt had six. Six. So in first place... Claudie Blakely eight. eight eight bloody hell no no you haven't won yet oh. right, don't get over but there's no prize you told me it's the end of we'll get to the don't, no leave yet okay, <laughs> coming, is there come on prize come on we got at the end of um, however long well yes we'll, we'll I'll be called back will I? we'll call back for a champion of champions um, champion of champions keep talking amongst yourself I've got to line up the next song okay. <laughs> uh, um, um, what, so, what well that's about say? that's about all we've got time for oh, thank well, you very much really, for joining really us really lovely uh, thank, you for, thank, thank you for coming in I've uh, had a great time good luck guys. with the play it's thank an amazing so play uh, go and see go it go and see it everyone if, if, if there's no football on and it's cold out uh, definitely nip in and see it even if it's a little bit warm out come and see it yeah it's got air conditioning air conditioning Absolutely. Yeah. Lots of theatres have air conditioning. Yeah. In fact, come and sit for the aircon because it's boiling outside. If you're not busy uh, with uh, Manuel at the Faulty Towers experience, definitely mm. check out Consent. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Welcome to the club. Yay! I mean, that's a terrible way of ending. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.